everybody. Uh, I want to tell you about a podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. It's called Forward Obsessed. And so the hosts of Forward Obsessed are David Salinas and Pete Senna, two previous guests uh, of the CT Startup Podcast. And so when they were on our podcast, they were talking about all the things that they're obsessed with, the, the way they're thinking about the future, uh, how they started their business and everything, and what ideas they're trying to bring to life. And guess what? We're actually sitting in one of those ideas right now, their podcast studio at their home base at Digital Surgeons. And so their podcast, Forward Obsessed, is talking with entrepreneurs, innovators, uh, you know, forward thinkers about you know, where they started, where they got, uh, where they're going to, and um, you know about all the uh, aha moments uh, along the way, and so uh, so I think you should go check it out. It's called Forward Obsessed. It's on all the major platforms. And again, I listen to it on a regular basis. Um, I get inspiration from it on a daily basis, so um, you should too. So uh, go check it out. It's called Forward Obsessed on all the major platforms, and it's hosted by David Salinas and Pete Senna. This is CT Startup your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Welcome to CT Startup. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the CT Startup Podcast. And today we are sitting down with Haley Seeger of OneWith. How are you doing, Haley? I'm doing very well, Eric. How about you? Good, good. So what is OneWith? One with is patent pending swimwear that fits and feels like seamless underwear. All right, so that is that's like the line, right? That's like, that that's like perfect. And so one, uh, I assume this is for like bikinis and, and like one pieces. It's not for m- me, right? No men's as of yet, but it's probably one of our most asked questions. Is it really? Yes, for sure. So so I guess I I, I think I understand why you started, but like why did you start this brand? I always say I started one with not because I love swimwear, but because I hated swimwear. I have always loved clothes and I just hated swim. And one day I was trying on so many swimsuits for an upcoming trip to Miami. And I literally said out loud out of sheer frustration, I just want something that fits like my favorite seamless underwear does. Um, And in that moment, that was my light bulb. It hit me. If that didn't exist, I needed to create it. So that's how it was born. And it was just like, one way, you know, one track mind, yeah. one way ticket ever since. So, so I've heard you speak on a little bit of that before when your interview uh, with Pete Senna, uh, Digital Surgeons. And so it's kind of funny is that when you said that, it kind of clicked a conversation that I had with my wife one day because she was talking about something and she was like, you know, like, and uh, basically like another guy would see her in her underwear. And I was like, well, you can't do that. She's like, well, I do have bikinis. It's like the same thing. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, like, you know, like way to make that, you know, connection. It's like a duh kind of a thing. So it's like, why hasn't this been done before? Like, I mean, it, you know, it just seems like natural that this would have been, would have happened. Absolutely. No, it's so true. And um, it's one of those things where, again, when I thought of it, I was like, I just have to Google the right thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm just Googling the wrong things to find my swimwear every season. And then, you know, after some exhaustive Google searching, I realized it hadn't been done. Um, There were, there are definitely some technical uh, roadblocks that (laughs) we definitely encountered. (laughs) Um, And I also feel like too, it would be so hard for a major swim company to just introduce this new concept because it would essentially cannibalize their own existing line of swim, right? Because it, we're saying like our swim is better and like more flattering. Um, So if, you know, a conglomerate comes out with it, it's like, well, what are you going to do with all the seamed swimwear and swimwear with edges and elastic and yada, yada. So I think it's such an innovative idea. It had to be done um, by someone who's going to hone it and focus on it. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's my like very biased 
opinion, but there were tech, also there were technical mm -hmm. roadblocks to bring it to life too, that people I think just didn't want to deal with. Yeah. So I like how you started this whole, that kind of like stories because you basically said I had to Google it, right? Mm -hmm. It's so funny is because um, one, is this your first, um, uh, this is your first kind of go ahead at entrepreneurship or starting a business? Yes. I worked for myself previously um, in doing content creation stuff, but I, I don't consider that um, leg of what I do to mm -hmm. be my entrepreneurial side. Like this is really where that skill set comes in for me is for one with. All right, cool. So did you start this? So you went to UConn, right? Yes. Uh, graduated in 2017. You're not an existing student. You were a past student. We just want to get that Thank out there, right? Thank you for clarifying, Eric. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so did you start this while you were at school or was it after? No, it was okay. after. So I came up with the idea in April of 2019. So just about two years after I graduated. Um, and then it, I launched in November of 2021. So I was four, what, four, four years out of school yeah. at that point. Um, so yeah, but I definitely, um, you know, while I was in school, I always knew I was going to start a business. I didn't know when and I didn't know what it would be though. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because I've tapped into all of UConn's entrepreneurial resources, you know, three Since plus then, years yeah, after yeah. I graduated. But so that came in handy. Well, sure. I mean, that's, that's a role that UConn's playing. Like we have, Absolutely. we have had people from the IP program, right? We've had uh, other uh, professors on, we've been up at TIP down in uh, both in Farmington yep. and also in uh, Stanford. Yep. And that's like one of the resources that they provide. They say, if you are a past, you know, um, client of ours, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, student of ours, right? You can come in and use, and use our resources and try to better yourself in the entrepreneurial game, right? Exactly. So. And I've tapped into, you said IP, like, yep. Um, the IP Law Clinic did my trademark as nice. well as my patents as well. So they've just been nothing but amazing to me. And I'm so grateful, you know, my mom is with me now. And I don't know, mom, <laughs> if you remember coming into my room when I was 17 and them going, Quinnipiac or Yukon? And I was like, Yukon, duh. And thank God. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't yeah, the smartest yeah. at 17, but that was a very smart choice. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I will say is that I definitely have a skewed uh, a view of Yukon. I remember like back in the day when we saw Kanye West there and it was like oh car flipping gosh. after the, you know, it was like the wild days of Yukon. Yes. I don't think it's, it's the same as, uh, as when you went there. Yeah. Um, but now my kind of view of Yukon is like they are a big player in the small business and startup ecosystem. They have been, they're a consistent player. They're trying to kind of put some stuff around, around. I mean, I'm, I didn't go to UConn. I went to CCSU up in New Britain. Oh, and like, nice. you know, like the, the higher ed uh, kind of uh, ecosystem plays a, a, an important role. That's Absolutely. why I can ask you is like, if you started in school, because Googling, like Googling, like literally you have an idea and if you didn't Google it or like you try to like find it, yes. that's like the number one thing. I mean, most, most start entrepreneur professors should be telling you that, right? Yes. If, not, if they aren't doing it. So I just wanted Absolutely. to kind of like, if they're connect those dots, if you, if you had uh, started in school. So. For sure. No, I didn't. But again, school has, you know, retroactively, however you want to say it, absolutely helped me mm -hmm. for sure. Yep. So, uh, so I guess you came up with the idea, right? Mm -hmm. So did you design everything? Did you had to bring somebody in? I mean, I, and then like, you're talking about like supply chain, right? You actually have to go make it. Where is it being made? I assume you yeah. made a few pairs yourself, right? So Correct. tell us about that. You actually did like a really good job of like, like creating a synopsis there. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah. So basically I, made a prototype within the first month or so of thinking of the idea. Um, I remember um, ordering fabric and uh, I made patterns out of wrapping paper and I sat on my living room floor and I made my first prototype, um, which I definitely saw photos of and I still have somewhere. But so once I made it, I was like, this is the best I've ever looked in a swimsuit. This is so bomb. I have to make this a thing, right? Yeah. So it took me actually a year from that point to figure out how I was actually going to realize it in reality. Um, 
And I ended up about a year from that point hiring or contracting a technical designer to help me technically maneuver things. But I did all of the original sketches, all of the original conceptualizations, obviously like the actual like shtick of the product. Mm -hmm. um, I have all of my original like labeled drawings and stuff like that. But I did need the technical help mm -hmm. um, because one thing about fashion design, and I don't like use the term fashion designer lightly because it actually is a very technically skilled mm -hmm. trade, if you will. Um, so I can't pretend like I did all of the tech Nickel stuff. Yep. But I also learned a lot and I'm able to do so much of it on my own now too, which is so cool. So, um, yeah, so I, I ended up bringing in someone to help me technically, sourced factory, lost our factory, found a new factory, had, you know, it was such a tumultuous time just bringing this product <laughs> to life. Um, so, yeah, it was a really, really interesting mm -hmm. and really challenging. So sure. 2019, you said, right? It was when you kind of like started the business, right? Correct. And so 2019, right? You hit 2020. That yes. doesn't really help and all that kind of stuff. So were you trying to outsource like outside the U.S. to, to get initially run or? Yeah, exactly. So at first, you know, my original mood board was like made in USA, yeah. you know, like, and yeah. then you realize very quickly how for low MOQs, which is minimum order quantity, yep. I think that's the acronym, um, yeah. minimum order quantity, um, low MOQs, an innovative product, doing that in the States, um, especially with the specific blend of machines that I need, is is near impossible, short of bringing all the machines here. And again, okay. that we're so new um, that we're, we're still learning the ins and outs, mm -hmm. right? Um, so we ended up finding some factories overseas, um, that made really good prototypes. You know, you send out a tech pack and you don't necessarily know what you're going to get back. Every factory is going to interpret it a little differently. Oh, for sure. Yep. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, They're going to steal your little design first and then... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, listen, hey, I mean, yeah, it does happen, but it's, um, it's definitely really interesting. So we kind of had to go with who was producing it the best, like, first go-round. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? Um, and who got the product. So we ended up finding a factory... Um, but again, supply chain is so hard. Yep. It really is. And you, thought you, were, you, were, you thought you were starting a swimwear brand, but you were start, <laughs> starting, like you were in the supply chain business. In yeah. the supply chain business, in like the logistics business. Like I'm chasing down, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles to get my stuff <laughs> here. Like it was so crazy. Um, like literally when the stuff got delivered, I was basically on the front lawn, like flagging down a truck to deliver. Like it was insane. So, um, yeah, that's, like you said. Just Those are the fun memories of business, though, right? <laughs> I'm glad you have that perspective, Eric. Um, I think one day I will. For yeah. me right now, I'm still just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I think, you know, one thing I always tell people um, is just, like, everything's harder than you think and takes longer. For sure. Right? I think the fun stuff for me is, like, pulling all-nighters, like, you know, designing stuff and doing um, – social media stuff and just working on the website like that's like the fun gritty stuff for me that I love I think when it's logistics and it's physically out of my hands that's where I really yep. really struggle so maybe one day I'll get to the point where maybe, I'm like, maybe things you can control and things you can't control kind yes. of thing yeah <laughs> I love to control the things that I can control for sure yep yep so so that's interesting I guess like when when you thought about this right and you thought about like I'm going to be a business owner and I want to start this business mm -hmm. did you like like starting a swimwear business now, you talked about fashion design. Yep. Okay. It's like that is a 
technical skill, yes. right? It's a technical kind of a trade craft. Mm -hmm. And so I assume there's a huge industry industry around the fashion kind of uh, industry that basically like if you want to create a brand, you can yes. and you can outsource these components of it. But yes. because the brand is like the social media following, who it is, right? Like right. that's so... It, what was it about starting this company that really, other than like you wanted, you wanted to be the first customer other yes. than that, right? Because you yes. have to be that person, right? Correct. What was it about starting this that you were really like pumped about? That's a great question. I mean, I did not end up going to one of those kind of like source it all sort of companies. Okay. Um, those do exist and they're great. I actually just was on another podcast where I talked about that. Like they, they have a function, right? Mm -hmm. I got so excited about just building something. I remember... The first meeting I ever had with my business advisor, who is from the Connecticut Small Business Development Center, Mary Kay, I shout her out whenever I can, she's the greatest. Um, she asked me, this was like, you know, again, my very first meeting I ever told anybody about this idea since thinking of mm -hmm. it, which was almost a year later. Um, she said, well, are you looking to just kind of develop this concept and then license it out, basically? And, and I was like, no, I wanna build this mm -hmm. company and this product. Um, so I get so excited about the actual building blocks and you know laying down the foundation, just doing everything. You know, that's what gets me so yeah. excited. So, and you you realized after that, I bet you said, well, th this path can be this, this these challenges, but this path can be those challenges, yes. right? When, when she went through that kind of, uh, after you told her like, I wanna go, I wanna see it through. Exactly. Because licensing, I definitely know some people who have done that and it is like, they get into that rhythm and then they just start licensing more, licensing more, yep. right? But again, if you wanna build it. And so like going back to this, like, what is the brand of one with then? Because that's Absolutely. what you're really doing now, right? Because like fashion is a part of those things where you have to tap into people's needs and wants and desires and all that kind of stuff and showcase people out in influencer marketing and yep. that. So like, tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Absolutely. So that is one of the things that got me yeah. most excited. It's just brand, right, in general. Um, so I knew early on, I knew my colors, like I wanted like a tealy blue and a pinky coral situation for the logo, want it to be very retro. And then somewhere early on though, I decided I'm not going to do a swimwear brand based on the tropics and have palm trees everywhere. I'm going to make this New England themed and New England centric. So if you go on our website, you'll notice there's no palm trees um, we actually have one print called Trop Pop that I sort of started developing before I came up with the exact um, New Englandy theme that has like a little like fern leaf yeah. that might look like a palm tree, yeah. but it's not. Um, it's a fern. And uh, yeah, so you'll notice though that all of the names of the products are tri-state and New England based and you'll never see a palm tree on our feet unless it's someone tagging us in a vacation photo. Yeah. We shoot everything here in New England. That's and, awesome. You know, we've got the Compo bottom for Compo Beach in Westport, Guthrie Top for Guthrie Beach in New London, like where yeah. I grew up. Um, so I really got so excited about not only building an innovative product, but building a brand around something that I don't think gets enough sun, which is just how amazing New England is and how I In just, the summertime, yeah, New England's legit, <laughs> right? That's why you have the snowbirds that go down to, you know, in the, in the winter, but then come back up here. Yes, in the, in the and I do love the fall too. I'm a fall baby, so like I love fall in New England, but I, I just love, I love the brand that we've created. I think it's really, really unique. 
coupled with our innovative product. Yeah, we got to get up to Cape Cod, yes. and Newport, and that whole thing. I we've mean, got a Hyannis top. We've got a um, Breakers one piece named yep. for Newport. Um, yeah, so we've got it all covered. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very yeah. good. So I guess like where, where, like what are some of the challenges that you're facing right now, you know, uh, and then where's the brand in a year or two? Yeah, uh, supply chain is still just crazy. <laughs> um, you know, right before we hit go, I was, you know, we've been working to get these samples in for so long and of like, of course, now they're on their way, but they're stuck at FedEx, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. for the last week. Um, so it's just little things like that, you know, um, we're definitely dealing with some supply chain stuff in terms of like what challenges we're facing, um, but nothing that any other CPG or D2C brand probably isn't facing right now, right? Um, and then did you ask where we're going? Yeah, where, where, where are you in, in one to two years? Absolutely. So... Um, those samples are coming in for our next collection. Nice. So that's kind of a short-term but long-term thing in terms of, you know, this is our next collection that we're iterating on. But, of course, we've got ideas down the pipeline for what the next collection looks like yep. and then the next collection after that. So I'm really excited to keep iterating on our product, making it better. I mean, I think one thing that doesn't get talked about enough is when a brand launches, their first run of anything, no matter how good it is, is still their minimum viable product, right? It's still their for MVP. Sure. Yep. So as good as our product is, it's still not, like, good enough for what I think it can be, right? So um, it's still, like, in beta. And so I'm so excited to get it refined, you know, and be so perfect. The iterative process of business. So yes. it seems like you're a builder, so you want to do that, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to be wrapping it up soon. Um, so I just want to uh, say thank you for coming on, like telling us your story. <laughs> where uh, It's always like... It, the reason why we started this podcast is one to highlight people in the ecosystem that are doing things right mm -hmm. and like showing showing that it is easy like you can't have an idea you can reach out to some advisors in Connecticut that is all free right all yes. these kind of resources yes and then you can start building right that that's the it is I mean there's no overnight success so yep. in 10 years uh, when they call you an overnight success you'll be like well yeah 10 years of that right exactly um, so exactly. Uh, so yeah so um, this is going to be coming out in um, uh, probably in like July-ish so probably hit be beach season yep. so uh, anything that you want to Tell uh, the people that are uh, that can go um, and find your swimwear. So, like, where do they find it? Where do they find it on social? All that good stuff. Absolutely. So, we're onewithswim.com, O N E W I T H, swim.com, at onewithswim on Instagram, um, Pinterest, TikTok. And then um, we do have a CT startup promo code. Very nice. CT startup for 20% off. Awesome. Um, so, please shop to it with that. Um, but yeah, just like final closing remarks to piggyback off of what you were saying like our state has so many free resources I talk to people in New Jersey Florida um you know even larger states and there's nothing like I think how small and tight-knit the state is to also really really helps but we really do have a tremendous amount of resources even at the public universities here um for people to tap into so I just really want to say that because I have tried to like give people advice in other states and sorry it's just not as good as <laughs> like we don't have that here and you're like well that's why you should that's why Connecticut is actually a decent place to be exactly. you know exactly <laughs> so I feel the need to say that especially on the CT startup podcast because it's a very real thing so yeah. um yeah that's my little closing remark all right well thank you very much for that and uh, that encompasses basically what we are doing here so thank you again thank you for being on here and uh, everybody go to onewithswimwear.com thank you all right thank you Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. See you next week.